So we said in the, the end of the Raisi yesterday, Dash and Psukim, about Yochal Afilu Cholos. So let's start from there, five lines from the top of Yudzayin. Amar Yochal Afilu Cholos. How many sick days does a Eved Ivri get? Right? So it's not two weeks or 16 days or whatever it is. So the Raisi said, what if he gets sick and he can't work? So does 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 he go out? Does he go out with Yovel? So the bride said, "Yachal filu chala tamalama b'shvius yotza." B'shvius yotza means he goes out at the end of the seven years, regardless of how much work he was able to do during those seven years. Says the more filu chala chala sheish. What if he was sick the whole time? Okay, the, the moment they bought him, he got ill and he was not able to work, so he didn't work at all. He still does, does that's it. He's, he's done and he keeps his money and goes back to his house. But Tanya, the bride says, not like that. The bride says, it depends how much it was. If he was worked half the time, so he works for six years, right? So if he worked half the time and he was sick half the time, then the bride says, if it was half already, then he does not have to make up his missed time. But the bride says, clearly, if he was sick for the entire time, now obviously the bride says, what about if he was sick for four years? Hold on, we'll discuss. But the bride clearly says that if he was sick for the entire six years, he does have to be mashlim, and those years don't count. He doesn't get that many sick days. He doesn't get any sick days if he ends up missing the whole time. So it's a steer in the Bryce's Bechlal. So first of all, we have to define what does it mean sick? Right there's sick that you can't work at all, and the sick where we, we call it that you can work with a, a needle. You can sew. You can't work in the field, maybe, right? But he can, he can, he can fix begadim or sit around and, and, and do light work. So as long as he can do some work, there's no expectation by an Evid Ivri that he can do every malacha. Obviously, when you buy him, you assume he can do certain malachas. But as long as he can do some malacha, then even if he's in that matzah the entire six years, he still is yaitzah, his din of Evid Ivri, and he can go free. But if he cannot work at all, that's when the Bryce says that, no, he has to be mashed. Okay. So now that we understand that differentiation, now let's go back and understand the second part of the Brisa. So what's Pshat? How much time does he actually get that he's not working at all? If it's three years, we said he does not have to be mashim, that's good enough, mashma, or cha'arba. If he's sick and cannot work at all for four years, then he would have to make up the missed time. But then I'm going to say for this, the end of the Brisa says, the only time he has to make it up is if he cannot work at all for the entire six years. Mashva, Hadalat, if he only cannot work for four years, but he does work for at least two years or any amount of time. So how do you read the Bryce of Echlal? What is the halacha by someone who cannot work at all? So you're right, the way you must read the Bryce is as follows. If he's sick for 51% of the time, Meaning, four years just an example. Then it's just as if he didn't work at all. It's like, obviously, if he doesn't work any work at all, he has to make up the time. So also, if he does not work for 51% of the time, then he's going to have to make it up. And he doesn't, if he doesn't work for 51% of the time, it doesn't mean that he just makes up 1%, right? Once you miss 51% of the time, you have to make up all of the time back from the beginning. So that's the halacha of Chalak. Let's get back now to the halacha of Hanukkah, the halacha of the presence that the Pasuk says he's supposed to give. Pasuk says, Hanik Tanik Lai. And let's read the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, When you send them out, 
You should not send them out empty-handed. Rather, Hanek Tanek Loi Mitzoincha, Migarncha, Umiyukavecha. So you have to give them from your tzon, from the animals, Migarncha from the, from the, from the crops, from the grain, Umiyukavecha, and from the yekev, meaning from some of the, from the, the grapes, etc., that you have, the wine. Hashem Rechacha, Hashem Alekecha, Titanlai, that which Hashem gave you, Bracha, you should give him a, what we call now in Israel, Pitzuim, right? When you leave a job, you get compensated when you leave the job. So Tanar Bonham. So how much do you have to give? So Bryce brings three sheets. The first time says, Five sela of each of the three minyanim. The three minyanim, we said are tzoyin, goyred, and yekev. So you have to five of each. So Romero says three of each, which obviously three times five is 15. Why does Romero have to say 15? Just say five from each. The Gemara will explain. That's a mayor sheet. It's not worth 15 sela, it's worth 30 sela. We know the Allah is if an animal kills an Evid, you pay a knas. The knas is 30. Whether the Evid is worth more or less doesn't make a difference. You pay 30. And therefore, this, we learn it out from there. We'll see in the Pazik in a second. We learn out from there also this idea of Hanukkah is also 30 sechakol. No, it's not 30, it's actually more than that. It's 50, worth 50 selah. Just like we know, the highest Torah prescribed value in Pashas Bechukaisai is an adult male. An adult male who says, Erkielai, has to give 50 shekel. So here also, that is the amount we do. Obviously, we're learning, out, we're learning these out from, from Drush. So let's go through each sheet. Mary says, five of each one, five times three is 15. He's coming to teach me how to do how to do mathematics. Five times three, we know is fifteen. Says, "Well, you're right." What he's teaching you when he says fifteen is but you cannot make less than the sacha call of fifteen. But it doesn't have to be five from each. Right? It could be, now just reading the words of the Gemara, it says you could do 10 from one and 3 from another and 2 from the other. It's fine. It doesn't have to be split across evenly. And that's why it says 15, because the Iker is the Sachakol 15. It's not clear for the Gemara and the Rishan to uh, argue whether you have to give a little bit from each or not. Can you give all 15 of just Yekev and give none from Tzon? It's not clear. The Lashon Gemara's Mashmah, maybe not. Some of the Rishonim say it's just an example. and Enecham, you could do that as well, according to your mayor. It still doesn't say, we still haven't figured out what according to your mayor, then why does it say Tzon, Ger, and Yekev? What are those things teaching you? If Lamai said just 15, hold on, we'll explain. So my time at the mayor, so where does he get this five, which is then five times three from? So Yalif Reikam Reikam. He learns out Exerushava Reikam Reikam. It says in our Pasuk, Reikam. And it says by Pigeon Aben, it says, Reikam. So the la- even though the context of the Pasuk is actually talking about Pigeon Petachamar, but the last thing mentioned in the Pasuk is Pigeon Aben. Pigeon Aben, we know, is five cells that you have to give to the Kayin, and it says the word Reikam, so therefore we make Exeru Shava, Reikam, Reikam, just like over there it's five, here also it's five. It says the Gemara, Malon Chamishloim, Afghan Chamishloim. Vyeme Chamishloim Ekulu. So if that's Exeru Shava, Bebechar, it's five shekel, Sechakol. So maybe here also should be five shekel, Sechakol, not five for each min. It says more. Iksiv Reikam Lebesayth, if it would have said, 
after the list, then you're right. Then it would have been these are the three things you give. Sachakol, they should be equal to Reikam, which Reikam we're learning out from, from Pidgin Aben is five. But Hashlik said Reikam Bereisha, now that it says the word Reikam, which we're saying is, symbolizes the five shekel, but it says that it, before it says the list, Shadi Reikam Atsoin, Reikam Agoyen, Reikam Ayekev. What it means is Reikam on each one. And therefore, it's rekam of the tzayin, rekam of the garin, rekam of the yakim. Each one should be five, says Rebbeir. Sachakol, he says, 15. So, okay, that's, that's interesting. But we have other drushes. Venelif rekam, rekam, me'olis re'iyah. There's another drusha where we have the word rekam, which the chayra, we could make a drusha, which would be much less. And oilis re'iyah has to be worth two shekel. When you bring a carbon oilis re'iyah, the minimum amount we had in the Gemara Chagiga has to be worth two shekel. So if that's the case, over there it says, loyer panai rekam. So maybe it should be two times three, should be six. Why is it five times three, fifteen? Maybe it should be two times three, six. Amar kra, sheber, achacha, shemalekecho. Since the Pasuk says over here that you should do it, that's an indication that if you're not sure how to dash in the Pasuk more or less, you should dash in it more. Right? This is the opposite of what we normally do. Normally, as the Gemara is going to say this for in a second, normally we say, when you have a choice of dashing or understanding things, you understand the less amount. Here we're saying, since the Pasuk indicates, Torah is telling you, take the higher number based on this Xerish Shava, of course, not just the number you make up. And therefore, if you have a choice to make a Xerish Shava indicating the, from Eilish Re'iyah or Xerish Shava from Pidgin Aben, indicates to make the Drosha based on Pidgin Aben. So it's 573, that's 15. Where does that come from? So my time in Yehuda, remember he's not learning from Reikam, so therefore his Drosha is going to be based on Sachakol. So he says, Yolif Nesina Nesini. He learns that from the word Nasan. It says over here, Hanak Tanik Lamitzen Chemerecha Shebrecha Shebrecha Shemlekecha Titain Loi, a Lushan of Nesina. And it says, By Eved, Im Eved Ye Yachshar Oma Oyama, because of Shlashim Shkalm, Yitain La Adonab. So it makes a Gzeva Shava between those two words of Yitain, not Nesina, but actually the word Yitain. May Eved, Malalon Shlashim, Afghan Shlashim. And therefore that's how he learns out that Sachakol, it should be Shlashim. Who does not say anything? Uh, about the, the three types of, of, of things mentioned in the apostle. So if that's the case, by Erechen also it says, when it talks about how much you're going to give, and also it says, it says by Erechen, just like if Shimon learned from Erechen, the highest number of Erechen is 50, from the Gzereshav, so from the Sina, we're assuming at this stage. So why does Yehuda learn it out from the Shleishim Shalevit? He should learn it out from Erechen and make it also 50. Malan Chamishin, Afghan Chamishin. So you should take the higher number. He goes the opposite way. If you have a choice to make a drasha, to make a higher number or a lower number, you have a rule in shas, always take the batuach, always take the one that's for sure included. And if you have a choice of 30 or 50, take 30, because both sheets hold 30 is for sure inclusive. The question is, do you need more? So tafasta says, always take the less amount. He's not focusing on the sheber chacham lekecha. And if you're right, you could make exer shavu to learn fifty, or exer make exer to learn thirty. Rebuda learns thirty. Vioid evan may evan have a lele meilif. Also, Rebuda says it's more sensible if you're learning out the halacha here of hanoka by an evan, you should learn it out from the halacha of misa by an evan, which is thirty, as opposed to learning it out from erichin, which has nothing to do with avdus. So that's Rebuda shita thirty. Shimon Taka learns it out, says the Gemara, from Erechen. 
My time of Shimon, Gomer Nasin and Simirchen. Over there it also says Nasan, and here it says Titin Loi. So therefore you make a Xero Show between those two concepts of Nasina, Malal and Chamishan of Kam Chamishan. Okay, so first of all, says the Gemara, Vyem Repochashabarachin. How do you know which erechin to use, right? We have a baby. It's only five shekel. You have a woman. There's all different amounts of erechin. How do you know to pick the largest amount? So again, here, Abshimin goes back to the other drasha. He says, Hashem Hashem which means choose the high, after you've made the drasha, or if you have questions about details of the drasha, then don't focus on the tefasta merubah like tefasta part, the opposite. Focus on the Hashem Hashem aspect, which is give the higher amount, again, as a thank you to the Evid for helping you. So, but still, you have this Nesina Nesina. And this is now a Kasha. Like Behuda said, when you have a choice, and Behuda had a choice between 30 and 50, he didn't focus on Shebrecha Chasham Lekecha, he focused on Tafasta Meruba like Tafasta. So, why is Abshemin not doing that? If Behuda is right, that if you have a choice, how to learn these Gzereshavas, you should learn it from. Evid from Evid makes more sense than to learn Evid from Erechin. So what's Taka Pshat and Reb Shimon? So you're right. Reb Shimon is not learning Nasina. Nasin, uh, as Rashi explains in detail over here, is one of those Rashi's and Shash that explains this. Agzer Shav, you don't just make up on your own. You don't just wake up one day and say, oh, it says over here, Nasan, or it says over there, Nasan, let's make Agzer Shav. Agzer Shav was a Kabbalah. We have a Kabbalah from Meshem Sinai, and it seems to be the Kabbalah was a list of words. Okay, it was a list of words on what the, on which words you make Zereshavas from. We then had to figure out where these words apply and what context each one is, etc. But you can't just make up on your own. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon did not have in his list of words for making Zereshava this Nasa Nasan or Titen Titen. Rather, he had a different Zereshava, Micha or Micha Gomer. It doesn't say Micha at all. That's just a Sherish. It says, Vimach Berkercha, or it says, Vichiyomochachicha by Evan. So it says a lashon of Mach, of being poor. That's the Zereshava he has. And that Zereshava only exists between Evan and Erechin. And therefore, there's no question, there's no choice of Tafasta Marub or anything. The only question then is, in Erechin, which number of Erechin should you use? There, B. Shimon says, I can comfortably use the Asher Berachacha as opposed to the Tafasta Marub. Okay. So Bishra and Meir says, According to the Meir, that the Xereshava is from Pijin Aben, which is only five shekel, so you need the three items listed here as, as things to give presents for, because it's three times five to give you the Sacha called 15. Fine. Ella Behuda Shimon, who learned out 30 and 50 by itself, Sachakol, Haitsen Garviak of Lamalis. And what do I need those examples for? The, the point is 30. 30 I know. 50 I know. According to me, you need 5 times 3. But what do you need them for at all? Says, Well, you're right. According to them, and reading according to Mary as well, you need this drush of these three items, the Tsayim, the Gram, and the Yekka, for the following Alocho. Bryce says, the Torah says the present should be from those three things. So does that mean specifically those three things? Minayin, the rabbis called over that you can give almost everything. means you're giving him from whatever bracha Hashem gave you. If Hashem gave you a bracha on something that wasn't Yekav, you're not growing Yekav, you're growing apples, you can give him apples. In came, Baisa says, So why does the Taka specify those three as examples? They have to be dome to these things. They are things that reproduce. Okay, Tzayin, Ger, Yekev, crops, obviously, and Tzayin, reproduce. 
And Yaakov, of course, reproduces are things that have a reboy of bracha in them, in their reproduction. Therefore, if you want, when you give this Hanukkah, it has to be something that reproduces. Meaning what? Tanakama says, You can't give cash. You can't plant cash on the ground. Okay? And therefore, since you can't plant cash on the ground, but therefore, cash... Hold. <laughs> you give him what, he, what you're supposed to give him, and he sells it, right? Oh, okay. Here, we don't say... It's not a din shavik. Shove a kesef. It's the opposite. We don't no kesef. You have to give something that reproduces as as a as a as a midah of the brachah shem lekecho. Maybe the, in the I don't know if it's a midah kenegim midah or to indicate that this is the reason that you're giving it to him. So it has to be something that's in the parsha of a shabrachah shem lekecho. Blazer bin Yaakov, or maybe somebody will take out the bin Yaakov part. Amu yotzu pradis. No cash is okay. What you cannot give him is an, a sterile animal, so a mule which is a cross between a donkey and a horse. So it's a very strong working animal, but it does not reproduce. It's by definition sterile a mule. And therefore you cannot give him a mule or anything like that which does not reproduce. What's the issue? And Shimon says, no. Yes, an animal does not reproduce, but an animal, uh, that this mule does not reproduce, but it grows. And therefore since it can grow, it can grow bigger, it can grow smaller, that itself is part of the Hashem because it can be a bigger one or a smaller one. Lozman Yaakov says, well, if that's your case, then cash also. Money doesn't physically reproduce, but money can reproduce in a theoretical sense. You invest the money and you make more, right? So therefore, each one is mamayit, the other ones, but one holds that pradis is no good, one holds pradis is good, one holds kesef is not good, one holds kesef is not good. So, okay, so now that you told me that this is what you're learning out from Tzarin, Ger, and Vyekev, what do we need all three for? Just give one as an example. What do we need three? According to Mary, we understand, because you need three times five. But according to Yudim Shimon, what do we need three for? The Tzricha. Rachman if it just said, sign, have him in a balichayim in gedule karkaloi. Maybe it has to be something alive, which is more, more reproductive, maybe. So Kasrachman Geren says, Tzarin says, Geren, that it doesn't have to be alive, it could be something from the ground. Because of Geren, if it just said Geren, have him in a gedule karkin, balichayim loi, then you would have thought the opposite. Maybe only things which grow from the ground, mamish, but animals which reproduce on their own, maybe they're no good. So we have to tell you, either example, something that either reproduces uh, on its own or reproduces from the ground, either one of those is fine. So, Yekev, lovely. So what do we need Yekev for? What's the third item? So that is, come to your mind, what we just said, Lamar Lamute the third word Yekev, is Enechami just coming to tell me that it has to be something that reproduces like those other two, and therefore either to exclude a mule or to exclude cash. Tanarabana. The Pasuk says, interesting, the Pasuk says, when you give the brach, when you give it, Hanek, Tanek, Lamitzayin, Chemigon, Chemikavecha, Asher, Berechacha, Hashem, Lekecha, Titein, Loi. So we darshan, the Bryce says, Nizborech, Bayez, Beglolem, Anikaloi. Loi, Nizborech, Loi, Nizborech, Bayez, Beglolem, Emanikaloi. So you would think that, I'm sorry, Yochel, you would think that maybe only if you were successful with him. What if you have an Evan and uh, the business didn't go so well? Okay, you ended up losing money over the last six years. So maybe then you don't have to give him anything. It only says you're giving him So maybe it's only totally on the bracha. It says a double ushan. means always, no matter what. Under every circumstance, you have to give. Maybe without him, it would have been worse. Right? So you have to give him anyways. So why does it say that? If you don't see the bracha and you have to give it anyways, so then why do you have, what does it mean? So the Bryce says, that this is what we just learned out that you give 
15, 30, 50, according to each of those shitas, those are the minimums. The minimum according to Mary is 15. The minimum according to Yehuda is 30. The minimum according to Shimon is 50. But if you see the taka, the, the bias was particularly about sliach in this man when the Ebed was working in your house, then you should taka give more. It doesn't say how much, but you should give more according to what it is. Maybe a percentage doesn't say, but something more above and beyond this number is advisable. It doesn't say you have to. It's mashma you have to, but it doesn't say a number, so it's hard to quantify. But this is the Indian. No, you know, take it literally like it says. You only have to give this Hanukkah if you had Hatzlacha over the last six years. If you did not, and the Evan did not contribute, then you do not have to. How you measure that, what the profit margins are, I don't know, the Gemara doesn't say. Rebbe says that if you don't feel that you gained from having the Eved financially over the period of time, you do not have to give that Hanukkah. Tanakama said no, because Hanik Tanik. Zim Kain, what does the Belazar ben Azariah do with Hanik Tanik? Ma Tamalam Hanik Tanik? Not different. Sometimes the Torah repeats words like that. Belav Dafka says Belazar ben Azariah. Would you make a drasha from those words? Moving on to another halacha that we're learning out from these pesukim. Tanar Abana, we're going to understand the halacha of Yerusha when it comes to all these different types of avodim, and then we'll darshan and the pesukim. How do we know these halachas? The Bryce explains. Eved Ivri, Eved Esa Ben, Ve'even Eved Esa Bas. If a person has an Eved Ivri, which is supposed to work for the other for six years, and during those six years the other dies, so the Eved goes to Yerusha to this man's sons and only sons. If the man does not have sons, and his Yerusha goes to his daughters, or if he doesn't have children at all, and the, children, and the Yerusha goes to his father, or his brothers, or uncle, whoever is in the next line of Yerusha, the Eved then does not go to those people, the Eved would go free. Okay, so the Evid only goes to work for the children of the other. How do we know that? We'll see in the Pesach. That's halacha number one. Halacha number two, Amma Ivriya, An Amma Ivriya never goes be Arusha. An Amma Ivriya, once we had this already before, it's Misa Sa'odain, she goes totally free. That's by an Amma Ivriya. Another halacha, Hanirza, if you have an Evid that worked already for six years, and now he's staying longer, he got his ear pierced, etc., he's staying longer till Yoivel, so then, or Vanimka Levikhavim, someone who was sold to a guy, which we said always by selling to a guy, you stay till Yoivel, these two also, even though we're talking about men here, which we said, generally speaking, an Evid, Ivri does go be Yerusha to the Ben, but a Nirza version of an Evid Ivri, or a Nimkar Davikichavim version of an Ivri, does not have any Din Yerusha at all. If the other dies in those situations, the Evid goes totally free. These are the three different halachas. Now let's see where we know these halachas from. Amar Evid Ivri, Evid Saben, Ve'enu Evid Sabas. We're not immediately. The Torah Abad and the Bryce explains the Drosha. It says, Ve'avdecho Sheishonim. Why is he avdecha? So for avad sheishanim, he works for six years. Why avdecha? That he works for you, lecha v'loy liyerish. So that pasuk is mashma. He only works directly for the adon. He does not go biyerusha to the next generation. Atarim lecha v'loy liyerish. So you say that there should be no din yerusha. Oina lecha v'loy leben. Maybe it just means there's no secondary yerushas, but primary yerusha to a ben there should be. Kishuaymer sheishanim yavoid. The pasuk, this pasuk says sheishanim yavoid. Doesn't say avdecha. It says, Yavoy, which means in all circumstances, he works for six years. You're right. That Pasuk says he works for the Adon or for the Yerush of the Adon. So therefore, Hamani Makayim Vavdecha Sheishanim. So what would be, if one Pasuk says Yavoy, then he works always for six years. The other Pasuk says Yavdecha only for you for six years. Lechavol Yerush. And therefore, we'll say it's going on other Yerushim, the Ben. 
does get the uh, Evet if, the if there is a Ben, but any other Yarshim do not get the Evet, he goes free. Ma Rais, Rabbi the Ben, Loitzi Ach. So we were saying Ach as an example, which just means any any other Yarish than the Ben, how do you know what to include and what to exclude? Who is considered more of an extension of the father? So the father owns an Evid. Yaakov owns an Evid. Is his son Ruvain more of an extension of him? Or is Yaakov's brother, whatever, is Yaakov's brother, in this case Esau, right? Is Yaakov's brother considered the Yerush instead? Who is considered more of an extension in terms of other halachas we see in the Torah? So Marbani is Ben, it makes more sense to include the son that he is an extension of his father more. Uh, obviously, we understand that philosophically, but the Gemara is looking for halachically. Shekain kamtach hasabav liyada. The pasuk by Yehud, which we said that the father that the Odin can marry the Amivria, the pasuk says that in the he can marry the the Amivria, or he can allow his son to marry the Amivria. He cannot allow his brother or his uncle to marry the Amivria. Right, this is also chalocha. And therefore, you see, a ben is more kariyadavu. A ben is more considered an extension of the father. And ulesteya chuzah. Steya chuzah is an interesting halacha. The halacha of steya chuzah is if you're maktish a steya chuzah, that's the family plot that a person has, he's maktish a terveis amigdish. So the Torah says two halachas. Halacha number one is when you're paidit, you're paidit at a fixed price. You put it at a fixed price. And the halacha is that uh, if a person is not paidit that field, then it gets kept by the Gizbar. And it's Mechalik to the Kayanim by Yoiva. Now, what if a third party is part of that field? Okay, so there's a Pasuk, the Gemara and Rashi brings the old Josh over here, makes a chilik between whether a third party is Yerish the field or his son is Yerish the field. Uh, gets is part of the field. If the son is part of the field, then we say it's considered back in the family estate and it does not go out by Yoiva. If a third party, and a third party could even be the guy's uncle, is part of the field from Gizbar, at Yovel, it goes back to the Gizbar, and it goes out to the Kainim. So you see over there, halacha also, that the son has the same halacha as the father. Just like if the father's part of his field, he keeps him. If the son's part of the field, it stays in the family estate. Whereas anybody else in the Yerushalayim who's part of the field, not. So you see in that halacha also, that the son is like the father, as opposed to other relatives. Says the Gemara, Adarapa, In terms of Dine Yibum, Right? Brothers are closer. One brother takes the place of the other brother. We don't see that a person's son does yibum. Now, what? Of course, of course a person's son doesn't do yibum. Kum yesh yibum, malakam shein ben. The whole halacha of yibum is, because there is no son. Hafuch. If there is a son, there's no din yibum altogether. So if anything, you see the opposite. Ha yesh ben, ha yesh ben, en yibum. Okay, so therefore, we don't see anywhere really where a brother takes the place of his one of another, only the Ben, and therefore it makes sense that the Evid can work for the Ben in terms of these drushas, but not to the brother. So what is it? Just a little detail. At the time of the Ikal Pircha, you have this Pircha that says that Yibum is really dependent on the son as well. Halavachi, ach adif, you would have thought that the brother is better than the son. Remember, we had two halachas that said a son is like the father for Yud and for Pigeon Steachuza. For the brother, the Havaminim is only Yibum. So either way the son's gonna win. It's two to one. Says the Gemara, typically dacha tarti vacha chada. Says the Gemara, you're, you're right, but you missed the point. Which is the Gemara in Erechin says chada steachuza nami vacha chada steachuza nami may pirchu de kanafkali. The Gemara in Erechin has the same problem when it comes to hilchas steachuza. The Gemara over there learns out two halachas. One time, the field goes back to the family estate, and one time the field goes back to the gizbar. The Gemara over there in Erechin asks the same question: How do you know which type of yerush is better, a brother or a son? And the Gemara goes through the same cheshbon. It comes out because a son does yud, 
So therefore, the son is closer to the father. The son gets the steachuza. So he says, well, it's really a misnomer. When we quote it over here that steachuza is an indication that a son is better than a brother, it's not really true. Because we only know that from the halach of Yehud itself. And therefore, it would have been one-to-one. It's Yehud versus Yibam. Lamaisa, we passel the halach of Yibam because Yibam, really, the son overrides the brother as well. The only halach in the Torah that we see beferish that a son is better than everybody else is Yehud. And that's the makar for all these halachos. And that's how we know Steachus. Okay, so that's the first halacha we learned in the series halacha in the Bryce of Yerusha, is that a Evid Ivri only works for the direct son, does not work for anybody else. It's just the question is, what if the son dies within those six years as well? Does it go to the grandson? Is that considered like an extension of the first one? Because the grandson is the not. Or is he now working for the middle son, and therefore he can go to his son as well? That's not 100% clear in the Gemara. Oh. Amma Ivriya Enevad, this we said, Loyasa Ben Vlaisvas. No Din Yerusha would ever buy Amma Ivriya. Why? Minani Mili. Amar of Padod, Amar Kra. Now here we have a very, very interesting Pasuk. If you have the Pasukim in front of you, if anybody still has the copies over here, but in the Pasuk of Hanukkah, in the last Parsha that we discussed in Parshas Re'eh, we said the following Allah. It says that Evid Ivri works for six years. It then said when he goes out, you give him Hanukkah. Okay, that was Allah number two in that Parsha. Allah number three in that Parsha is if he does not want to go out, after six years, you do Nirza and you keep him until Yoiv. Then the Pasuk says, in the end of uh, end of Pasuk Yud Zayin, the Afla Amoscha Tasakain. And also to an Ame Ivriya, you should do the same thing. Now we just said three different halachas in this Pasuk. We said six years, we said Hanaka, and we said Nirza. Which one of those, or which multiple of those, is that Pasuk of Afla Amoscha referring to? That's what this price is discussing. It says the Gemara, we learn from Afla Moscha Tasekain, Hekesha Kosov Linirza. Now, as we already know, and the Gemara is going to repeat it in a second, there is no Din Nirza by Nama Ivriya. We already said that. It says that the Evid says, that is Dafka by a man, there's no Din Nirza. So, no question that the Afla Moscha Tasekain is not going on the halacha of Nirza, because it's not such halacha. Rather, says the Gemara, it's telling you a Hekish between a Ivriya and a Nirza. Just like a nirza, we did not explain in the psukim yet, but we already said in the halacha, a nirza has no din yerusha to the ben. So also an amaivriya has no din yerusha to the ben. And that's what this drasha is teaching me. I didn't tell you how we know that yet, but we'll see in a second. Really? That's what that drasha is teaching me? I told you three possibilities, and then we picked the fourth one out of the hat. What's wrong with the first three we have? Look at the Sanya. Teaching you this at the Din Hanukkah by Namivri as well. Maybe it means that she should have a Din of Ritzia. And we doubt that only the Evid could say, I want to stay longer. We already know that she does not have a Din Ritzia. It's teaching you the halacha that I mentioned right before that, which is this is a din hanukkah of giving presents even to the Amma Ivriya. So how can you use it to teach me what you're teaching me now? There's no din Yerusha. So you're right. What's We see both dinim A, there's a din hanukkah, and B, she's like a nirza, she's yaitse b'misas ha'odah. 
Okay, but how do you know Nirtza is Yotze by Mises Zaldin? How do you know there's no Din Yerusha? Nirtza, Vinimka, Vilikom, and Rabbi Lois, Ben of Sabas, Nirtza, Duxiv, Verotza, Adonov, as Noi, Bamartzea, the Avodoi, Luyolam. Let's see, the Eved Loyolam, the Avodoi, Luyolam. Avodoi means Lois, Ben, Lois, Abbas, no Din Yerusha in that at all. Nimkal vikhav minayin. How do you know over there also there's no din yerusha? Amachis kiamarkav vechishav im koneyu. It says over there when you're figuring out how much to pay, vechishav im koneyu in the person who purchased you directly. Veloi im yoshe koneyu. But there's no din yerusha at all. So therefore we've learned all these halachas. Wait a second. We're talking about the last halacha was an evid ivri who was sold by him, sold himself, obviously, to a guy. So we say if the guy dies, al pi of the Torah, the evid goes free. And he does not go to the Goy's son. That means that you're assuming that there's a Din Yerusha by Goy. And you're saying that Evan is not part of that Din Yerusha. Hmm. This Lachaira indicates to us that normally there is a Din Yerusha in Chashim Mishpat. If an Evan does not go be Yerusha, that's Kafli Mashma, that in Pedin there should be a Din Yerusha, which obviously we don't see the halachas of Goyim are sort of vague, right? We have Shiva Mitzvah Pereinayach, but it doesn't exactly say in the Din Chesh Mishpah which halachas of Chesh Mishpah do apply to a Goyim, which do not. Says the Gemara, the Chayim, we see Yerusha. Another point, says the Gemara, Ger What if a person, a Goy, is Megayer? So now he wants to be Yerush from his father, who's a Goy. So Ger, I become There's no Din Yerusha there at all, right? Gerush and his guy, he's not related to his father at all, halachically, so there is no Din Yerusha, but Elamidivari Seifim. But Midrabanan, we do say that anything the, fa- the Goyesha father dies, all that stuff goes to the son. This nan. Gerevicham, so we have interesting Allah. Gerevicham, you have two brothers. Okay? So a brother's Megayer, and he becomes Yaakov now, and he has another brother who's, who's not Jewish at all. And now the father dies. Okay? So the father dies and leaves over all of his Avaydazara stuff to these two brothers. So So now the guy, the guy, the Jewish son says, Listen, I don't want any of the crosses or any of that stuff. I'd rather take the car. And you can keep the golden crosses. Okay, we have a problem. The problem is, is if that Jewish brother owns halakhically some of those golden crosses, and now he's swapping them for the car, he's getting Hanah from Avedizara. Right? This Taisa says, ignore the Brera question in this, Taisa says. We'll keep Brera out of this for the moment. Let's, let's just discuss it straight up. So what do you do? So the Brisa says, Ger The Ger can say to the Goy, his Goyisha brother, You take all the golden crosses, and I'll take the cash. Which is Asabana, you keep that. But if they already split it up, then Asur, because then once he has it, he can't do it. He can pre-make a deal that I'm never going to take the crosses, I'll take the car. But once they split it up that way, they can't swap it anymore. Now, if you're going to tell me there's a real Din Yerusha Daraisa between a Ger and his father, then Yerusha is automatic. Right? You don't need to split it up for this halacha to kick in. Yerusha is automatic. The father dies, the son is, owns half that stuff, including the golden crosses. In which case, you can't swap them. If the halacha if says, it depends if you did it or di- swapped it, it must be the rice, so there is no din Yerusha. But the Rabbanan, they say you could split it up. As long as you pre-split it up, not including the crosses, you're fine. Why? We don't want the Garrett to have charata on the fact that he 
you know, he lost. Yeah. He, he became a guarantee, and now his father died. Left him a million dollars of, of of stuff, and he's telling me, "Oh, I don't get it all. It only goes to my brother." So therefore, we, the drabbana we say he does keep some of that stuff. That's only if we have a din Yerusha between the ger and his brother. If they did a business deal together, so then of course it's also to swap the golden crosses for cash. But what if the opposite? What if a father is Megayer and the son's a guy? Okay, so the father's Jewish, the son's a guy. Or, Geras again. What if the father and the son were Megayer? So they're both Megayer. So then, Then we don't have to worry about it. Then we have no Allah over there at all of Yerusha. The son or the son, If you borrow money from a Ger, So the father and the son, everybody is Megayer, as adults. And you borrow money from the father, and then the father dies. You don't have to pay back to the children. Not only that, the Bible says, Now Rashi doesn't mean Chazal were anti-paying it back, but Chazal said there's no reason whatsoever to pay back this money. You owed it to the Ger, he has no Yershim. A Ger by definition, unless he had children after his Megayer, any children he had before are not his, when he's Megayer, there's no Din Yerushim whatsoever. No Din Yerushim whatsoever. Because of here, I ass- who? Who's going to be here? He's dead. No, I'm talking about the, the, if they're both gay. So I assume, we assume if they both are, then everybody understands how the din works. We'll see. We'll mix it up in a second. We have another price that says you should pay back to the son of Zikir. So like, gosh, it depends how that son was born. If the son was born totally a guy, then there's no question you, you do not have to pay back at all. If he was conceived during the Geras process and born after, so really we say he has a din like a Ger. But you could confuse it because he was born to a Jewish family. And therefore people get confused. In that case also we say you should pay him back so people don't get confused. One more piece. He says, yes, I agree with your halacha that an Avi Kechavim is Yerish a another guy, this but he has a different pasuk. Pasuk says, "Nasati says, "Esav gets harseir be Yerusha." So you see, there's a din Yerusha. Now it's not clear from this pasuk, the, the Rishonim and the Pesukim. If you look at it, they learn this pasuk two different ways. Some say Yerusha le'Esav means he was Yerushit from Avram to Esav, and some say Yerusha le'Esav means from Esav moving forward to the future generations. Whichever way, there's a din Yerusha over there by Esav, who's a guy. Some of a dimly saw mummer, Shani. Who says Asaph's a guy? Right? Just getting back to the Prussian Strachim always. What din did all these people have? Was there a din of Yidin? Not a din of Yidin? Sounds like this is like Takara Shakalatai of this Gemara. The Havamina thought Asaph was a guy. Maskana says Asaph's not a guy. Asaph's a Yid. Maybe some of his children even were Yidin, not 100% clear in this situation. Elamayacha. It says Kidavne Light. Nasatius Er Yerusha. Light got Yerusha. Light was for sure a guy. And therefore you see there's a din Yerusha by a guy, not necessarily from the Pasuk of Rava. Rava learned it out from our Pasuk of the Kishavim Kaneu. He learned it out different Rishash. Why didn't he learn it out from Rava's Pasuk by us? It doesn't say Beferish over here, there's a din Yerusha. It's a deer, you're making from the Pasuk. But it's not Beferish. I'd rather learn it out from somewhere it says Beferish. He says there, maybe Lot had a special din because he was related to Avram. We were taking care of Lot in the context of Avram. But maybe a regular guy does not have a din Yerusha. That there is a regular din Yerusha by a guy. Okay.